listening to the Medic Materials Podcast, hosted by Mike Turek, Emily Yates, Kelsey Coons, and Gerard Cuomo. All are current EMS providers and educators with a combined 30 years experience. Each month, we discuss EMS news, medical science, and review actual EMS calls, bringing many educational opportunities to the listener. Portions of the calls have been altered to protect the privacy and identity of all involved. Hello and welcome everyone back to the Medic Materials Podcast. And Gerard, I know I told you guys that I had muted you for the intro, but right before you moaned and groaned, I knew you were going to do it, so I unmuted you, so I got it. (laughs) (laughs) I was devious Uh, and deceitful. (laughs) uh, There's a a word in the dictionary that describes a person like you. (laughs) Yep, uh, I I knew you were going to do it, especially because I was yeah. like, you guys are on mute, say whatever you want, it's fine. Nope, <laughs> can't trust like me. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, ah, oh, cringe, because I haven't heard it in a while. And, and then now whenever I say, you know, Kelsey Coons, yep. and because you've had to point that out, now you're, I'm like, you're very welcome. every time I it, I'm like, God, <laughs> damn. Well, it's, you know, it's... Uh, it's we are we are working our way. We're striving towards being not behind. Uh, and uh, this so this episode is what fifty three of the free podcast. So this is like the November first episode that we're recording. You know, almost the middle of December. But whatever, who cares? Um, so next year, which is like you know two weeks away, we'll let you record an, a brand new one. Uh, actually, you know, I think Emily's up. Oh, no. the podcast. No. Emily's up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's right, Jerry. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I guess uh, we're keeping yours. So, so one of the coolest things, and we kind of discussed it a little bit uh, before the show started, is it has taken us 53 episodes, as well as like 15 episodes on uh, Patreon, to talk about our first piece of EMS news. News, we, I know, right? We've, we've mentioned it in the, you know, in the opening. Gerard goes, you know, we're going to discuss EMS news, and we never fucking do, ever. Yeah, we lie. EMS we never has any news. EMS, and, and not newsworthy. I mean, we brought up the, the, the stuff that was happening out west with the ketamine before, but we really didn't like dive into it and surround an entire episode based off of one news article. However, I, I saw something and believe me, I do not really like gems. I like everyone has seen gems and just the fact that like their tagline is the conscience of EMS. I hate them. (laughs) So, so I yeah so like you know I don't really put a whole lot of you know um, oh dude we could totally play off of that how so like they may be the well they're the conscience of BMS we we're we're the evil little voice that whispers in your ear on the other side hey you know and and <laughs> you know it's it's an interesting thing you brought you say that because I think this article really has the opinion of 
good and bad. And it's going to be really intriguing to see what you guys say uh, about this. Now, Gerard, you had already said you didn't see this or read about it yet. Emily, did you read it or anything? Mm-mm, no, I didn't, I didn't see it. You, you just—I saw what you sent, and I—I I didn't get a chance to check it out today. Yeah. So it's, it. Okay. So let me let me set the stage. Sicily, nineteen forty-two. All right. Okay. The 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 opening article title is Miami firefighter who punched handcuffed man after being spit on, unlikely to face charges. Okay. Now, just with that, there's enough to talk about. All right. Now, there's there's a video here that uh, you know I'm gonna kind of break down. Uh, there's no there's no sound with it, which kind of sucks. So I'm gonna have to be your guys' eyes. Um, but um, it says here, uh, and this is this is dated twelve fourteen. So literally, what yesterday. Um, the, uh, the Miami firefighter suspended two months ago after being seen on video punching a man handcuffed to a gurney at Jackson Memorial Hospital is not likely oh, to be prosecuted. Yep, I figured you would. Um, oh, yeah. So the firefighter, whose name has not been publicly released, was uh, relieved of duty after the October 15th incident caught on hospital video. Uh, according to a police report, Antonio Cruz... Uh, 29, a homeless man who had been taken to the hospital after Miami Fire Rescue said he consumed cocaine and heroin, instigated um, instigated the fireman by spitting on the face, uh, again, of this fireman. So, uh, again, it's, it's wild. So I'm going to – it's it only lasts like 45 seconds. But let me let's just hear this and break it down. Um, let's see. So, why can't I hear it? I should be able to hear this. Punch after punch. The video lasts about forty seconds. You see the patient identified in the police report as Antonio Cruz, brought into the ER at JMA. So I'm gonna narrate here, pausing. the The fire department crews bringing him in on the stretcher. And yeah. as soon as they walk into the ER, you have the patient who appears to be secured to the stretcher, not with seatbelts, but with four-point restraints, soft restraints uh, on the legs. It looks like handcuffs on the uh, on the wrists attached to the, the stretcher arms. Um, he's already leaning off of the stretcher, all right, just as they're walking into the doors. After consuming yep. cocaine so then, and heroin, the police report says he was. At- yeah, at this point, they're into the ER, and he's almost trying to get off the off the stretcher, leaning and, back. And, and, you, and there's no audio, but you can definitely you can infer what the kind of shit that's coming out of his mouth. Oh yes, I would as I would safely assume that he's mouthing off. He's in that like you know, oh, yeah. oh go fuck yourself kind of you know kind of manner. Yep. Um, no doubt. Yeah. The, and, and here's, what's funny about this image that I'm looking at right now. They got, it looks like four EMTs or four EMS personnel, right? 
And then they got one. Well, then there's fire rescue. So, yeah, they're. Right. So, they got four EMS personnel and they got one cop. No, I think there's two EMS and two cops. You think? So, the guy that's standing, like, by the wall, look at his tool belt. I think he's a cop. I don't, maybe. And, then, and then the girl in the blue, I think, is a cop. Okay, see, I I was thinking she was e, she was EMS. Okay, so maybe there's maybe there's three EMS, two, two cops. But even there's, still, yeah, I, the yeah. the larger and this is no no offense to you know girl police officers because most of them are really hot. But the dude, wow. the, the dude cop. Listen, that's sexism. <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah, shit! Wow. <laughs> not, 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 nothing against you know female officers because you know they're very capable and they're good at what they do. And, no, 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 you know, no. A lot of them take, no, because they're fucking hot. Exactly. Wow. Uh, the would... letters are gonna come pouring in. <laughs> uh, everyone, everyone is sitting here like, "Yup, that one cop right there. Yup, uh huh. I'd get, yep. I'd get arrested by them." Uh huh. It, it's not just me. So the male. Oh no, no, she, she could take me in too. I know. <laughs> yep. The male officer on this on on this video is walking around the stretcher now to the backside of the guy. I'm hoping to pull him back onto the stretcher. That's not what happens, however. So no. we we continue. Agitated and screaming to the rescue personnel. The video has no audio, but you can see the moment when a. So at this point. He's now sitting up off of the stretcher. You can clearly see he's got soft restraints on his ankles, right? He's got hard restraints onto the bars of the stretcher. The stretcher mat is down off of the, like hanging off of the foot of the stretcher by at least a foot and a half. It's like the head of the mattress is almost at the crease of where you're, where the head starts moving up. So clearly, oh, I, didn't a, I didn't really get a good look, but uh, to what part of the cut is he handcuffed to? Uh, the uh, he's, the arm rails by his waist, just on the rail. Hand yeah, yeah. So there's uh, no seatbelts. The right there. Yeah, there's no seat belts on him. There's no shoulder restraints on him. There's no nothing. And whether or not I don't know he got out of them or what, maybe. But at this point in time, nothing. And I mean, you could have had, had soft restraints to the cot, you know, to the actual um, body of the cot instead of the handrail, and that would have solved that whole fucking problem right there. Yeah, you know. You know, he would have been completely immobilized. You know, he could maybe move an inch or two in either direction with his arms and legs, and that's about it. Right. And he slap a, slap a spit hood on him, and you're good. That's but, it. Done. Right. But here you have him being able to slide down that foot and a half handrail. Right. You know. Right. So, so yeah, so you got one EMT standing at the foot, one holding on to the, uh, to the head. I do agree, uh, M that that is a female officer. Now I can actually see her badge. Um, so, so he's looking directly at the female officer. Now the medic in question or the firefighter in question is standing behind her at the desk. Okay. And the male officer is just standing behind this guy by about three feet, not like hands on his side, doing bupkis. According to the report, Cruz spits. Well, in the it's dr- all about where you stand, you know. Right. So it it looks like she's the female officer is kind of like d- 
desperately pleading to this guy to like chill out, calm the fuck down. The firefighter in question is sitting at the desk doing tablet work because that's exactly like he's checked out. He's like, yep, whatever. Who cares? This guy's annoying as fuck. Direction of the firefighter's face. So now he takes a spit in the direction of her. She moves. He gets hit. At oh. least, at least that's how it looks to me. And Damn. and he starts move, and the firefighter moves directly in to this guy, and that swings at him once. And the firefighter starts swinging, punching the handcuffed man multiple times while coworkers Damn. try to stop him. Yeah. That so okay, so we don't need to know about the rest of the rest of the video, but right, right, right. But let's see. So he's already come up. The first swing, and misses. that's when the fire. It glances right behind the back of the guy's head. Firefighter. So then he's got the guy in like a bear hug kind of situation, pushing him, like folding him down onto the stretcher. Start uh, swinging. Then he takes his one arm and pushes him back onto the head of the bed, holding him there with his left arm while he rains down one handcuffed two, man multiple times while co-workers try to stop maybe him. three that punches while he's holding the dude down on the stretcher before he gets pulled off yeah so my question to you guys it, before i go into comments and stuff because i i was reading the the actual like gems post because i figured there would be a lot of input from ems providers uh on it and there was there was there was some juicy comments in here um but what do you like what are your personal feelings about this and then let's go into your professional feelings because i think there there needs to be a a, a differentiation between the two i'm looking at emily <laughs> I'm reading the article now. Oh, um, I mean, how many times have we wanted to do that to a patient? Like, I get it. However, absolutely fucking not. So one of the things, uh, one of the comments that I kept seeing, and I actually wrote it down just in case I couldn't find it again, uh, was I'm not saying he's right. I'm just saying I understand. Yes. Ooh. I mean, I, I feel like that like I, everything about this video, like I literally have goosebumps on how disgusting, like how disgusted I am. But like, I would be lying if I told you that I, there was, I could think of five patients off the top of my head. I would love to do that too. Well, and that's it. So like Gerard, are you kind of in the same boat or are you like, where are you kind of in this? I'm, 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 I'm in the same boat. I just, uh, I just find it funny how you actually use the same, uh, oh, the same analysis that Chris Rock had when he was talking about OJ. Yep. He's like, I ain't saying he should have killed him, but I understand. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. And, you know, like, it, I, I don't, and it'll be, it'll be really interesting once I start getting into the comments, kind of how, how people feel. Because I can understand, like, there have there have been times where I have loved the if if this could possibly happen. But it's not our business. 
Like, you want to go and fight people, go become a professional boxer. Go become an mm-hmm. MMA fighter, right? Go become or a, or, right, go become a cop and, you know, elbow people. Whatever you want to do. It's not in our... It's not in our job description to fight with people. That is the cops section. Like, there were two police officers there. They should have stepped in and, you know, done something here. Now, we'll get into the other end of that in a little bit. But, Gerard, I remember you and I uh, used to do a different podcast together. And... One of the things that we were having a discussion on uh, our of a particular topic that I'm not going to divulge right, into. Yeah, I, I know what I'm talking about. But you said, and it resonates with me to this day. Our job is to do no harm. Our job <laughs> is to render care to whoever, under whatever circumstances because they called and require help. And whether we agree or disagree with the action that they took or whatever, it's our job to do no harm. And I don't think, like, I think this guy threw that right out the window. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword, because at the end of the day, we're human beings, too. Yep. And I'm not I'm not saying, you know, dropping all those freaking bees on them was like, OK, because it wasn't, um, you know, you know, maybe a quick, you know, little attention getter to, you know, make them calm that fuck down at that point, because now it's getting physical. I don't know. You know, it depends on the situation. It depends on if you know anyone's going to looks like it's like going to hurt somebody. Um, I don't know. You know, I wasn't there, but I, I, I mean, it just. Yeah, it just, you know using them like the fucking speed bag that you know, probably wasn't the, probably wasn't the best thing for him to do. Um, but, uh, well, no, nah, I mean, yeah, that was, that was over the top. And, and, uh, and one of the things like, you know, you say use them like the speed bag. Well, one of the things that really stands out to me in that ve- in that vehicle, in that, in that video is the fact that he's literally holding the guy down who's also restrained. So he's making sure that that guy doesn't move again so he can just keep clobbering him. He knows that that he's not going to clobber him back. And at that point, how is this firefighter not just as out of control as that patient is? Exactly. Well, that's exactly the thing. Like, You've just now escalated that situation to the point right. where it's out of hand. Like, yeah, it was out of hand when he spit on him or spit in his direction. We don't even know if it hit him. It just spit in his direction. And yeah. you go in and, okay, you throw one punch. That's one thing, right? But then you go and you hold down a literally defenseless human being because they're strapped down in four places. Can't defend themselves, can't fight back, can't throw a defensive punch, can't do anything but take your wrath. And now you're raining down two, three, four punches. Like that to me just shows, I don't care how angry you are, or what the circumstance around it is, you're a pussy fucking human being. Well, you know, you know what it shows me, honestly, and I'm not even, I wouldn't even go down that route. 
it, you know what that really looked like when I watched it again? It, I mean, that, that's, that's frustration, baby. I mean, that's, that's someone who was, they, you just watched a human being hit the end of their rope. So that's one of the, that's a lot of what's in the comments. And, yeah. and I think, you know, we maybe we, I should read the comments and get in there. So uh, we <laughs> might as well just do that. Right. A perfect right. leeway right into there. So, right. um, Let's see. Let's see. Um, so I'll go through a bunch of these. They're, they hit a bunch of different opinions. So this person says that firefighter doesn't belong in EMS. We handle alcoholics, drug addicts, and psychiatric patients every day. This was unprofessional and he should be held accountable for his actions. Uh, he could have just placed a mask over the patient. Um uh, your public service announcement was about justifying uh, punching someone while in your professional role. Have you ever heard of two wrongs don't make a right? You're as guilty as the patient is. Mm-hmm. Um, this one says, we used to tape a towel around their mouth very gently, quote unquote, back in the day is not to traumatize their feelings. Smiley face emoji. Uh, this uh. guy very easily stand with the firefighter. Um and this was the other discussion that that I think this this whole thing sparks is this person brought up people need to be held accountable for assaulting healthcare workers. We are that people, and laws should still apply. Um, well, so, so I got to give you a case in point. Yeah. Um, uh, the partner I was riding with uh, yesterday, uh, she is recently back on the job after uh, they you know got to a junkie that was overdosing and wasn't breathing and they fucking narcanned him and all that, you know, good stuff. And they brought him back and he didn't want to go to the hospital and they were trying to, you know, keep him from just walking away. And he turned around with his hand and three of, from what I was told, the gnarliest looking, disgusting, rusty, fucking overused needles and stabbed her in the fucking arm with it. And guess what? Nobody got charged. Yeah. That's the zero. Why? Why did nobody get charged? Because he was just trying to get people away from him, and it was, and he didn't realize that he wasn't. And there was no intent behind it, which I throw the bullshit flag. You took the needle and shoved it in somebody, somebody's body. How is that not intent? Yeah, I know, I know. But the point is, is yeah, they didn't charge him, and that's that's the fucking problem. And there's the frustration. You know, it's funny. Anytime, so, like, and I've noticed the past few years, anytime anybody asks me, you know, or, or we're talking about something, where you, and they're like, oh, yeah, I had this dude, and he freaking did this and anything, and oh, yeah, he, you know, he fucking kicked me in my stomach or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, did you press charges? Well, no, because, you know, he was, I'm like, well, no, fuck, I don't know. I don't care what That's their where fucking I see problem it most is. Of the time. Yeah. That's where I see it most of the time is like a healthcare worker gets assaulted, or at least a lot in the ER, and they're like, oh, now we won't press charges. And like, why do we think that we're going to get a different outcome if we're not going to fight for that outcome? Right. Yeah. We have to pursue yeah. these things. Yeah. And that's it. Like, even if your agency or whatnot isn't going to do it for you, you should as a human being. Do it. Yeah. Like you should as an individual. You know? Yeah. And, and again, a lot of that's brought up in here. So uh, the next one that, uh, you know, again, just supports the firefighter perspective is I support the firefighter who struck the patient. If we hit back, we'd get hit less often. 
Uh, there are people who know how to abuse the system, and they don't just stop unless acted upon by an equal or greater outside force. A fed-up firefighter's fist works just as fine as that force. Um, mm -hmm. uh Let's see. Uh, my husband showed me this video earlier. We're both paramedics. While I do not agree with Facebook's action, or if Facebook's action. Facebook's the, action. Uh, I'll dig myself on that one. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> with the firefighter's action, I totally understand his rage. However, he or they also didn't do their job appropriately. If you look, he's not properly restrained. Using shoulder straps. If uh, I know they're there, I use the same stretcher. Leg strap and handcuffing the yeah. patient to the stretcher could have prevented a lot of this. So I agree with that, right? And, and that's just it. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to be like, hey, you brought it on yourself, but brother, you brought it on yourself, dude. Yeah. You guys, you guys have every opportunity before you initiate transport to secure him and make sure he's not a danger to himself or anybody else. Right. Just because a cop, you know, cuffs him to a freaking bed rail, that don't mean shit. You see how much movement he can he can do right there. Yep. That's not being restrained. Right. He needed soft restraints to the, the body of the cot that has no give to it, and you can't slip out of it, and you can't break it off and use it as a weapon. It's not going anywhere. You put one arm over the head, the other arm down you know, by their side, and if he's spitting, you put a spit hood on. Right. I'm sure the cops the cops definitely have them. And if you don't have one, I mean, non-rebreathers work just as good. Yeah, there now, you go. Now we have freaking N95 masks. Put one of them on. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of those. You yep, know, there there's, you go. there's plenty of those. Um, Done. Well, I mean, it is Florida. Maybe there's not, but who knows? Um, let's see. Here's the I'm not saying he's right. I'm saying I understand. Um, let's see. Uh, self, why would he face charges? The self-defense is a valid reason. Um, well, no. Nah. stretcher. Yeah. Nah, that's not self-defense. Okay, yeah, so no. so this person, uh, no, I mean, it, 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 in 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 layman's terms, <laughs> that was that was that was a beatdown. It was such a beatdown. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Obviously, you live uh, live in that never never land of an office and have never been in the real world that fire and EMS work and survive oh, it oh, every oh, day. Oh, thank him for his service. But... <laughs> How about you try it for a while and we'll get back to you in a few years. Let's see how much your view has changed until then. Uh, wear the boots I wear, man. Either hit the streets and see what we deal with or just remain silent. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Damn! Uh, I like I like this one. Is there a GoFundMe for the firefighter? I would contribute to the education fund. <laughs> um, you know what? And again, you know, do I think he should lose his job? I, I don't think so. Uh, do I think it's yeah? And it's funny. He actually, I, I think he's actually right. This is a learning opportunity for everybody. He can literally pull this videotape up, stand in front of a room. He is an, he's an officer. Yep. So he has, he needs to lead, and he can stand up in front of the room and say, "Hey, hand up! I made a mistake. This is my mistake, and this is why we don't want to do this. Let's go through and see how we could have changed this outcome. I fucked up. My bad." Right. Said he's probably going to pay this motherfucker millions of dollars, you know, because of me. So yeah, yeah it, it's it's definitely like again, this is like. 
I, I figured once I saw this, I thought it was going to be clickbait. I really did. I was like, right. okay, let me, let me, I hate gems. Let me just look at this. And then I actually watched, like, I watched the video before I read the article, and I was like, oh, we're totally talking about this. Um, yeah. So so one of the things, oh, I like this. Nice job with the restraints and seat belts. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's just it. I mean, it's not even, like, a joke. I mean, that's legit. Like, this whole thing, we wouldn't even be talking about it. We'd be talking about some call review or, you know, fucking wet bandages and shit. Right. No, no. So we're talking about this because, you know, homie didn't freaking restrain his patient properly. Well, so, okay. So, you know, you guys, you guys get the comments, right? But like, there's so many things that cross my head when I'm thinking about. Not not your mind, just your head, right? Just my head. Just, just right across the forehead. And I'm, I, I watched this video and we can all clearly see how terribly restrained he is, right? Right. Now, to get to the point where the stretcher is fucked up and he's leaning off of this and all of this and handcuffed to the stretcher, four-pointed, whatever, there had to be escalation to the point from the start or somewhere in the in from the time they first found him to the time that we get to the hospital, right? Well, I mean, when you put somebody in handcuffs, that that kind of that kind of changes the whole dynamic. Well, right, exactly. So, why, why, like you say, you know, they had time and effort to four point him to the to the stretcher. They had time to actually put him in the seat belts and put them tight enough to where he can breathe adequately but not move around and wiggle but i'm sorry if he is that unruly at that point on your stretcher where is the chemical sedation because he is leaning off of the stretcher just hold like the two emts that have one little hand dangling on each end is not going to say like to save that stretcher from toppling over. Right. So, I'm going to let Emily answer that so, one. Cause uh, yeah. So now the guy, I don't know, I, I'm not sure. This, I'm not sure this would reach the point of, you know, absolutely. It does. Absolutely. You think, you, you, you think according to New York state, that's going to, they're going to call that excited delirium. Well, yeah. Yes. Yes, I okay. do. What, what would you call that? Uh, that's agitation. That's severe agitation. But okay. even, even still, then I call a doc and I say, hey, doc, we have this guy restrained and he's still. What was Would that? I, I know, verse that or ketamine him at that point? Yeah, maybe. But that, but that, you know. but again, uh, and who knows? Um, maybe they called. But I mean, according men- to the definition, I mean, I don't think it, it meets the threshold of that because I mean, he's technically he's not. He's not hurting anyone or himself. Is, he is there potential for it? Maybe. I don't know. You can make the argument. So you wait to give him the ketamine until he you probably make the sugar? argument and win too. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. But again, some people would probably look at that and go, no, I'm not, uh, he, we haven't got there yet. But this you is, know? this is again, you know, me, I'm probably not one of those people, but 
but this is you know see this where they is, would uh, they would have that argument right and this is why i wanted to bring it up because i think it's it's a it's a unique time to talk about these kind of things right there's always that threshold between agitation and excited delirium and yeah. realistically the wrong. only the only differentiation wow. ah gerard just left us <laughs> he didn't plug his phone in i bet no that was that was weird Bye bye. <laughs> Where did he go? <laughs> that was peculiar. Yeah, he literally just bounced. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, he's done with this conversation. But but yeah, so what I was what I was starting to say was, you know, we, everyone draws this like, you know, argument line between excited delirium and agitation. And, you know, realistically, like in New York state, the, the only thing that really differentiates the two is with agitation, we have to call for orders for sedation for excited delirium. We don't. And, there is that like that threshold point where every paramedic has to make that decision on, okay, do they meet excited delirium or do they don't? And I think that really comes to a point where like you see excited delirium patients, like we've all seen them, you know, we've been on calls with them where they're actually excited delirium. They're running around, they're naked, they're whatever. Like they have the hyperthermia, they have all that. And it's clear. Right. So I would agree, Gerard, not being there, that this guy is probably just an agitation patient. Right. However, yeah. that doesn't stop yeah. me from making that phone call and being like, hey, doc, listen, this guy is, you know, he's high on something, right, that, that at least they're assuming, cocaine right. and heroin, right, and he's going ballistic. And we need something to chill him the fuck out. Well, I mean, the other thing is, I don't really know. I don't think any of us know what Florida protocols are, what they carry or what they can and can't do. Right. Um, so if anybody down there, you know, you're listening, please, you know, let, let us know. Because I would really like to know. Yeah, I uh, agree. Um, you know. Let's see. Uh. I'm looking it up now. But I'm pretty sure, I mean, you know, it... dropping freaking, you know, fifth floor bees on the freakers, you know, on the, on the fuckers face, but you know, 10 times in a row, but that's, that's probably out of protocol. Probably. But, yeah, I think I'm that, gonna go with you. I think it's out of his scope. I'll, I'll... <laughs> Slightly out of their scope. Yeah. All right. Let's see. All right, let's see if it's under here. Okay, I I brought it up. Miami-Dade Fire Rescue Medical Operations Manuel. Ooh. Protocol hey, and, number... Th- and, and you said it in Espanol, good. Yeah. Protocol <laughs> number 39, behavioral emergencies. There we go. All right, would you like me to read the whole damn thing or just... Yeah. Okay. Number one, gr- no. pin patient to stretcher and beat the living <laughs> shit out of him. Oh, it's in the protocol. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, 
All right, let's see. Do, 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 do. Okay, let's see. Uh, okay. Chemical patient restraint is a means of modifying a patient's physical activities to protect the patient or others from injury, as it may be the case. Although rare, in a true excited delirium emergency. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The patient will likely resist normal efforts of physical control and possibly even uh, a conducted electrical weapon deployment. <laughs> uh, let's see. I always, I always giggle at the thought of a taser. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chemical restraint with IM or IV medications should only be used with less restrictive means of controlling a patient's behavior have been exhausted. The reason for restraint, the method used, and a uh, pre-Glasgow coma scale should be documented in the EPCR report. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. All right. So the BLS person... Oh, now, now they're cha- – okay, hold on. All right. For ALS, uh, I can't believe this has to be a note in there, but it says when physical and or chemical restraints are used, a complete ALS assessment and treatment will now be required. You know why that's oh, in I'm there, right? That's in really? there. Yeah, I'm not surprised that's in there. Um, <laughs> patients exhibiting signs of severe agitation – compromising patient care or the safety of themselves and the crew and the continuation of struggle against physical restraints, consider chemical patient restraint. Administer ketamine 2 milligrams per kilo, max of 200 mg's, slow IV or IM. Uh, Follow with administration of midazolam 2.5 milligrams, slow IV or IM or IN. I want their protocol. (laughs) Um, but see that, but see that, but there you go. He had, I mean, that whole crew had the means to, to, to stop this. Correct. Like, you know? and that is directly off of Miami Dade fire rescue. So this is, this should be, if I, you know, hopefully this isn't Miami Dade, like, you know, wh- where the heck is this? Iowa. Yeah. Well, no, no, that's what I'm making sure because <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to be that, that I'm, guy. I'm pretty sure there's only one Miami Dade. I don't know. I'm just making sure. All right. But the point is, I mean, Let's see, I, I get it. They're a busy agency. Uh, I don't want to use, you know, the, the term pump and dump, but I mean, it's I mean, kind of, that sounded very they, dirty. It's, it's, it's kind of what they got to do. You know, they, they, they scoop them up and dump them at the freaking hospital and move on to the next one. Right. Uh, so, I mean, were they just kind of in that mode of just, Okay, scoop them up, throw them on, throw them in the hospital, and let's get the fuck out of here and go, and go out to the next call. Right. You know. Um, then how are you gonna how are you gonna beat the shit out of him for spitting at you? You were the one that didn't take the time to treat the patient. But but the, but that's my point though is that they're they're so in that mode of just not treating patients. You just throw them on the cop, throw them in the you know ambulance, throw them at the hospital, and then get the fuck out. Right. You know, no one actually sits and takes time. You know, get, make sure you get your two sets of vitals in the three minutes it takes you to get to the hospital. And, uh, and that's it, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, and you, you know, you know, where, where you all live, that there, there's a few agencies there that, you know, are uh, believe revered, me, I'm... revered by the public yet. Uh, you know, if only the public knew, 
I, I'm not saying you're wrong at all. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, we know what I'm talking about. So I can <laughs> confirm that this is their protocol. Okay. Um. I yes, I did just look up the logo and it matches, so that is their protocol. But all right. But yeah, so like you know, I agree. There are plenty of agencies that. You know, the the providers are just like, yep, whatever. Like, it's fine. Who cares? You hospitals know? around the corner. Hospitals around the corner, and they do bupkis. I mean, literal bupkis or less than bupkis, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm sure that, especially in an agency that runs this many calls, they deal with so much BS. And oh, yeah. I'm sure that all of these guys and girls are just tired of it. But that brings us full circle to your comment that I brought up in that their job is to do no harm. So mm-hmm. no one, like, their their lackadaisical attitude towards this call of, all oh, this guy's a dick, he's bullshit, whatever, that might have gotten in the way. And again, we're speculating here. So, you know, we can't know for sure why they restrained him the way they did. We don't know why, you know, they originally got the call. There's a lot of, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking that we're doing. But at the same point, like, I want more more emphasis on the education. Like, he says, oh, it's it's that guy's education not to do it again. Okay, well, we can make an education on, hey, providers, make sure that this doesn't happen in the first place. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what should come out of out of this whole incident is looking at it, breaking it down and going, hey, they were restrained the wrong way. Why, you know, if this was a BLS crew and it was only a BLS crew, hey, why aren't you getting a paramedic for maybe restraining this patient some other means? Right. Like we've all been in these types of situations where we have violent people like these who are just off the wall, you know, and I mean, it's it's not something that we look forward to. But, you know, like I've I there's that whole argument that, you know, oh, we get struck all the time. In 15 years, I've been struck once by a patient once get struck all the time what are you doing wrong exactly but that's it like where that, is that this is coming from you know like yeah. again i've worked in inner cities i've you know walking through the projects uh you know being called cracker and being gawked well at by i the, mean let's be honest you kind of are a cracker i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying like there has been times where they're I've, not lying they're not lying you know <laughs> But, like, you know, I've been put in uncomfortable situations. It's never it's never gotten down to violence. Like, you so, learn to de-escalate situations or leave. That's that whole, right. like, scene right. safety thing that you teach BLS providers. Just right. leave. And I can tell you right now, like, maybe a, maybe a couple of times is where I've had to actually hold someone down. Um, and fuck, man, I could, I could probably count the number on my 
on, on one hand and have fingers left over of how many times I've actually used uh, chemical restraint. Um, I mean, if you want to count the one where I, I threatened the chemical restraint and she complied, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? But it, I know, I mean, it, uh, yeah, it, it's how you talk to people, you know I mean? I've, I've gone in and motherfuckers irate and shit and, and all that. And then, you know, and you come in and then and sometimes, you know, I got to, you know, kind of, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. You know, maybe, maybe I got to throw the cop that was just there under the bus a little bit. Say, hey man, f- fuck him. He's a fucking asshole. Talk to me. You know, <laughs> I, I do, I've done it. And suddenly, yeah, like, oh, yeah. oh, this motherfucker's on, on my side. Right. All right, cool. Right. You know? And, and like you, Gerard, I can count on one hand and I have four fingers left over. How many times I've had to chemically restrain somebody. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm, I'm thinking about it and I'm, I think twice, maybe three times. Yeah. You know, because you again, know? If you know how to de-escalate the situation, it doesn't become a problem. So yeah, really, and for me, you know, it's, like, it's it's like either, and I can tell you, I mean, it, it's either a situation where it's been it, it has escalated so far before I even got there that you know it is now police is it's a police matter. It's not my problem. Right. Uh, they're they're doing things to this guy, you know, or yeah, or it's at a point where you know it's still salvageable. Um, very rarely. And, and those, it was just those couple of times where you, you kind of got there right in that sweet spot where it was like, yeah, fuck. Do I really want to see them get tased? Nah. All right, let's do this. You know? <laughs> so M, I, I kind of want to get your perspective from the hospital side, because again, I like, I've never heard of a story in your, you know, 14, 15 years of getting whacked. The story of chemically restraining. No, no, no. Like getting, you know, in your EMS experience, getting whacked by See, a now, patient. Now remember, like I've never, on, I've never heard of you say that. Hold on now. I'm Italian. All right. That has a completely different meaning to us. That's true. Okay. Getting beat on. How's that? There you go. <laughs> I mean, I definitely. I'm like, they're slaughtering like... them. <laughs> where, where did I... those concrete shoes get? <laughs> right. I have certainly been assaulted by patients on an ambulance, but. Never have I ever put my hands on them like that. Right. How about in the hospital? Well, it's funny because you guys are like, oh, I can't look at restraint once. I was like, we do it at least once a shift. Yeah. Uh, Ativan is a beautiful thing. Ativan is. I mean, the amount of times that I've been spit on, punched, kicked, kneed in the face, like, I get it. A lot of the times, though, like, A, I put myself in a situation that I was able to get kicked. So when I'm, it's like, on the ambulance, the one that I'm thinking of, like, when they're thrashing and spitting and kicking at me, like, take yourself out of the situation. Like you said, it's not a safe scene then. So not right. out. Right. Well, and that's it. I, so, like, even if you just move to behind them where they can't right. get at you. Right. That might or shouldn't be, be able to. Right. That might just be your saving grace is just stand behind them. You know, and when you stop engaging them, they really don't have anything to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Like there's there was this one I, I will never forget it because it was the one time that I mouthed off hard on a on like at a patient. And they were they were just yapping and yapping and yapping and i was like all right i'm i'm done with this dude like i'm just gonna go sit behind him and i just stopped talking and he kept yapping and yapping and yapping and he's like why won't you effing talk to me and blah blah blah. i was like and that's when i lost it i was like i don't have anything to fucking say to you you're fucking you know talking like garbage i don't fucking care like shut up sit down 
be fucking quiet. Don't say another word. And he's like, you can't <laughs> talk to me like that. And I'm like, dude, fucking shut up. And this was, this was the one time where I pulled Gerard's, you know, card of the next time you speak, you will be sleeping. And, and then he, he done. That was it. That was uh, it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> it works. It so, you know, and that's, and that's just it. I mean, you know, you got, you got to have to put, it's almost weird, but you do kind of have to put yourself in, in their shoes for a second and realize they don't know what you know. So you can use that to your advantage. Yeah. You know, they don't know that, you know, you, we have protocols to follow and that, you know, this, that, you know, they, all they know is what you tell them can, can happen or will happen. You know? So, I mean, I, I was just thinking when you're saying that, when I was thinking about this one where that was, you know, belligerent like that and, you know, was grabbing shit, fucking chuck the fucking, uh, uh, roll a tape across the rig and shit. If I was like, Hey man, check this out. And I got, there, there was a, a deputy that was sitting in the door. I told him, Hey, please get out, close the door. And I said, Hey, you know, Here's the deal. Either you're going to calm the fuck down and ride with me to the hospital, or I'm going to turn you over to them. I said, I'm here to make you feel better, to make sure you're okay. That's my job. I turn you over to them. Their job is to put you on the fucking ground and lock you to fuck up. Yeah. I said, so you make the choice right now. Yep. And guess what? Homie just like, all right, I'm going to ride with you. Yeah, I'm done. You know? I'm done. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it really is something – to to behold when you hear all of these stories and whatever and you know you're just like how did that even happen you know and i think a lot of this is people are in the wrong place at the wrong time and they develop these situations and they perpetuate the situations yeah. and then and then eventually it spirals out of control and, and they don't really like you something just you have to snap them out of whatever they're in yeah because if they're super pissed about something I mean, like, and it could be nothing like, many, many times. I, I, I will literally put myself not like right, you know, nose to nose with them, but like, at like one end of the stretcher, you know, I'll be down by their, their legs and I'll just put myself right into their line of sight, wherever they're looking. And I'm like, Hey, you know, two fingers, look at me in the fucking eyes. Here's what I'm saying to you. You know what I mean? Snap them the fuck out of it. Make a connection. Yeah. You and, know, you know, I mean, who knows what sets these people off? It could be the smallest thing. Like, somebody took something, you know, yeah. that if you just take it back, they're fine. You know, like I've had that where the dude, you know, there was a girl that, it, uh, that I was transporting. She was flipping the F out because the sheriff deputy had her phone. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just walked over and was like, listen, can she have her phone back? Like, are you guys done with it? And they were like, yeah, I grabbed it. I gave it to her. Calm as a cucumber. Yeah. That's you funny because I used the phone to get somebody the hell out of my house. She didn't want to go. She kept sitting on the floor like a freaking, like a child. And I, I was like, hey, grab the phone from the cop. I'm like, hey, check this out. Here's your phone. You come with me. You get down the ambulance. You sit down. I give you the phone. Yeah. I promise. And she's like, you're full of shit. I'm like, I swear to fucking God, I don't lie to my patients. You come with me. You sit down. You will get your phone. I guarantee it. Yeah. And sure enough, she went down. She sat down. She buckled in. Here you go. Here you go. And I bet <laughs> she was calm as a cucumber. And she was, she was asking, I can call anybody. I'm like, you can call whoever the fuck you want. You want to call the president of the United States? Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Just hand me a good recommendation because I didn't lie to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's de-escalation techniques to the point where we don't have to deal with these. Now, granted, there are times where you can't talk them down. You can't, you know, good cop, bad cop them. And, you know, you have to restrain them. You got to, you know, do what you need to do. But we also talk heavily on this show about the accumulation of stress. And Gerard, you said it. It looks like this guy broke. Mm-hmm. Like this was the yeah. guy's breaking point. Yeah, it was, that many, was pure frustration. Right. You know, he's in a leader. He's in a leadership position for a reason. He he, he earned the right to be there. Yep. So you know, he's got. He definitely has some. You know, some kind of quality to him. But you know, yeah. I mean, something just maybe this was just the the one, and it was just like flip light switch. I'm done. But it's, you know, this motherfucker's going down, and he's gonna take the beating for all these other motherfuckers that pissed me off. Right. But at the same point, you know, know, we tie that into all of our stress discussions and we know that, you know, decision-making and all of those, you know, higher levels of thought and stress reactions goes kind of as you, as you build the stress over the, you know, 20 years that you're doing it, everything goes primitive brain. So he's not thinking oh man, what is this going to do to my career? Oh, should I do this? He's thinking, hey, uh, backyard brawl, this is what I need to do. Boom. Yeah. You know, that whole fight, flight, you know, primitive brain kind of thing. So I I get it, but I, again, I understand it. It's just not right. Right. And we've all seen, and we've all seen the young ones too, where they're just like itching for a fucking fight. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I remember I was at the, I was at a fair that uh, Tammy was working, and you know I'm sitting in the shack talking to you know the EMTs because you know I know everybody, and we're sitting there yapping, and there's a brawl somewhere down on the midway, and the cops you know jump in their little fucking golf cart with the wee woos and they go tearing off that way, and this one freaking kid like dropped his pack, he's like oh shit man oh shit he ran out the fucking door at top speed. And then he came running back, you know, afterwards, like, oh, man, you should have seen it. They were fucking him up. I'm just like, what the fuck do I care? Right. You know? Well, right. You know, if they fuck him up, if they fuck him up too much and it becomes my pro- my, my problem, then, then I'll care. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> well, and, you know, it's funny that you bring that up, Gerard, because I think age does have something to do with those kinds of perspectives. <laughs> because I remember early on in my EMS career, I was – like I remember itching for the patient that was like this, that like I could restrain and like put my knee on, you know, like an arm or something like that and just be like, dude, chill the fuck out. You know, like I remember being that uppity 25 year old, you know, 22 year old when I, you know, whatever. And itching for that, you know, adrenaline dump. Yeah. Now that I'm, you know, a lot older and a lot wiser, it's like, wow, that was really stupid of me to do like ever have that kind of mindset. You know, like if I wanted that mindset, I would have become a cop and, you know, watched people fall down the stairs in the middle of a cornfield. Right. I mean, Emily doesn't have that problem. She just stabbed a motherfucker. <laughs> Literally. I don't even understand what you're talking about. I just handle it. <laughs> Um, yeah so you know is there 
is there anything else that you guys want to add to this or a message to be sent to anyone listening? I think a lot of it has to do with, at least from my perspective, is I can't condone this. I understand it. You know, I, I still am on the fence on whether or not this guy should, you know, keep his job or not. Um, you know, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to reserve judgment for that. I'm not even going to, you know, contemplate that. See, that, that's, that's the other thing, you know, and this is the whole, and this is really like this culture that I'm so fucking sick of. And it just fucking turns my stomach. It doesn't matter how much fucking good you do. You could fucking be the fucking, you know, angel of mercy flying around, touching people and they rise like I'd be banging. Right. And you do one fucking thing wrong and all of that's forgotten. It's all negated. None of it matters. It's just this one yeah, thing but, you did wrong. But Gerard, imagine being his partner and now, so he keeps his job. He, you know, this all goes by the wayside three years from now, you get a patient that presents the exact same way. And now as his partner, I'm not only trying to take care of a patient, but I'm trying to make sure my partner doesn't lose a shit like that. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, I understand it. No, I I, I get you. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're all, we all you know walk around in the same mud. I I, I get that part of it too, uh, because you kind of you, you know you break the faith, and now it's 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 a trust issue. You know, you know do I have to watch you know your back and the patient's back, or you right. know, and my back? Or, I just want to take care of the patient, to... and like I want to make sure that my partner is there with me. Like I don't want to have to be like, oh, he's gonna lose his shit now. How about now? So oh, I bet now he is. And we have to also think about this part of it too, guys. Not only did he break the trust of the partners and the agency, but he also broke the public's trust. Well, that's, this that is, was my this next is point. national news. This right. is not this is not, you know, some like podunk, you know, backwoods, only eight people are gonna see it. This is national NBC news covered this. So now anybody who he walks onto the scene with is going to be, Oh, are you going to punch me too? Right. And And is that going to instigate him? Right. So now being his partner, I have to now protect my patients from his reputation Right. And I'm sorry, I've done that with a paramedic partner before and I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, yeah, they'll, they'll, you go on scene hard. and they'll be like, yeah, aren't you the motherfucker that freaking that beat that dude down? Yeah, right. I mean, I, yeah, I get it. Oh, you're not, you're not touching my grandma. You're not touching me. Right. You know, like, I, it's, it's, it's a can of worms that I just yeah. don't think, again, I don't know whether he's going to lose his job or not. I'm not even going to speculate on what I would want from him. I just, you know, there's things like that to think about, you know, right. and, and I, and I would hope that people who are condoning this, like, yeah, man, cheer it on, you know, like sitting there going, oh yeah, we got freaking, we've got a badass over here. And he's the, he's the spectacle of EMS protection. Now I think, should pause and reflect on all of the stuff that's going to surround this and the can of worms it's going to open. Was it really that great? You know, because like I said, I just, you know, I look at him like, you know, just a pussy bitch 
who hit a guy who couldn't hit back. And yeah, I mean, the the other thing too is, you know, we sit here and we're like, we deserve more, we deserve more money, we deserve better conditions, blah, blah, blah. And then you see shit like this and you're like, do you? Right. Like, that's, that's the professional image that you want to put out there. I mean, how often do people go after cops for using excessive force? We're not even allowed Especially now. Right. We're not even allowed to use force. So (laughs) any force that we use is excessive. Right. How does this look on us? I mean, I, yeah. And even seeing the comments when they're like, oh, he was right to respond. Like, I stand with the firefighter, blah, blah, blah. Like, I understand where he's at in his mindset in this video. However, you, like, your job is to compose yourself and take care of your patient, not to beat the shit out of him. Right. Yep, no matter what. It's do no yeah. harm. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, you know, there was a moment he could have, you know, and, and I've been there where, where you've gotten so frustrated with somebody that it's like, you know, if you want to stand there one, one more second, you're going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. Right. So, so walk away. Yeah, and the thing I, is, I, they're I, I walk in, away. They're in the hospital. He had five minutes left with that patient. Yeah. Oh, and like he, I said, I mean, there were plenty of providers there. Resources. Yeah, I mean, there were plenty of other providers there. He could have just walked the fuck away. He was yeah, like, hey, right. y'all got this, I'm out. I, right. I can't do it with this motherfucker, you know? Right, right. I mean, that's your job to be able to do that. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Like I said, you know, I'm not I'm not condoning the freaking beat down. I'm not saying, hey, you know, right on, do it again, fucking here, take the D-tank and hit him with that, too. You know, I'm, it's, I'm sure if I therapy. scrolled down a little bit more, right. I would have found the oxygen therapy. That's the most surprising thing to me is like reading these comments and thinking that this is our entire profession because these people yeah. are across the world, probably. And the amount of but, people that are like, good for you. It's time we stand up for ourselves. Blah, blah blah. I agree with that. We do need to stand up for ourselves. We do need to, you know, not condone this behavior but not by acting worse than the patient is yeah and again, and again look at the comments you know and and maybe take take that step back and take them all in as a total it, it it screams frustration you know what i mean oh, i'm sure there's a few freaking you know cocksuckers in there that just are just looking to freaking get off on something but okay. no nah, i mean for the most part yeah it, it's people are frustrated getting shit on by people we're trying to help and but you know, it's the same people that won't that won't press charges on these on these people. Right, and 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 that's my point is is if you want things to change, then you have to change. Right. You know, you have to stop this. Well, well, my patient was well. You know, he got a little under, but you know, well, he was on this, or you know, this had just happened, or you know, this. I don't give a fucking rat's ass if the dude's mother was just killed by a fucking car falling from the sky in front of him, and he fucking you know watched his kid overdose. You fucking hit my partner. You hit me. You're going to fucking jail. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. Yep. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here to do a job. That, like, exactly. So I'm going to end on one comment that kind of perpetuate, like just puts into all perspective what we were just talking about with the public. Um, this gentleman hasn't the qualifications to be near patients. Perhaps he can fight a fire but I'd be concerned he'd leave victims in the blaze if they were hysterical mm-hmm. with fear or allow a victim to drown if they, if they dare to grab him. The man mm-hmm. was handcuffed and helpless. He needs to lose his job. Fuck, I wouldn't let him even feed my goldfish. 
So that is now what one person, which I'm sure many people are thinking about this. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's the damage that this one does to the rest of the group. You know, right. like uh, one stupid decision by one stupid provider. And now everyone's going to, you know, suffer the consequences. Which is something that we have been dealing with for decades. Yeah, Because really think about sucks. even in the region, like one stupid provider did something and now that's, you know, now that's going to get taken out of our protocol or we're not going to do this. Or, you know, when they were looking at ketamine in New York, they brought up the Colorado case and like one bad decision or one ill decision and now it's going to affect EMS across the country. Yep. Well, wait, wait, now here's an, here's an idea. I mean, and this is what I'm... Kind of what I'm getting at, and it's like, I hate to always go back to like fucking, you know, the former life and all that, but you know, when when there's an accident, you know, they don't rush to to point a finger at you know who's at fault and what right. happened, yeah, you know, and 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 that kind of shit. They they try to find what the chain of events were that led up to it, and then figure right. out a way to keep it from happening again. And that's the whole purpose of it. There, there's no there's nothing punitive for you to you know sit down and tell the truth and write, you know, okay, yeah, I, you know, did this, I did that. You know, okay. I dropped a, a couple hundred feet below, you know, minimum, you know, altitude because I wanted to do this, that, and the other thing, you know, no, no one's going to, you know, pull your card, throw you in jail, whatever. Right. right. We, we should, we should have a similar type of, of system in EMS where someone like this guy, right. And this is where I'm getting, I don't want him to lose his job. Because I'm sure he's done a lot of good fucking to come good. Out of it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure the, the the majority of his career, he's probably done a lot of fucking good, and there's probably a lot of people out there who are alive because of him. So, here's an opportunity for him to, you know, take what he did, and go out and talk to people that, you know, talk to our people, us, and say, here's what happened, here's what led up to it, here's what I was feeling at this moment. So when you recognize you're getting this way. That, you know, this is the kind of shit that's going to, you know, happen if you don't get that in check. You know, teach people, like, this is, you know, this is what you can expect to feel, and here's how you should channel it. Don't do what I did. And almost, you know what I mean? yeah, almost channel the same kind of energy that, like, Dan's son did. Right. You know, right. take take something that happened right. negative and turn it into a massive, you know, education wave that has been so successful for Dan's son and the community as a whole right. all over the world, you know, for EMS providers. Cause this isn't just a United States thing. This is a, this is an everywhere right. thing, you know? I mean, do I, do I think he should remain in a leadership position? No, I don't think so. That was that there has to be some repercussion for what he did because yeah, he broke the faith with the public. You know, it, it's, it's a mark on, you know, the system as a whole. So yeah, he, there, there should be something, you know, like I said, you know, drop him back down, make him a truckie again, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, part of his penance should be here. You're going to write up a freaking presentation that you're going to go around and you're going to give to freaking EMS agencies around the area. Yeah. You know, when you go, when you go, you're going to represent us at these symposiums and stuff. You're going to represent Metro Dade and here's what you're going to talk about. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be great. You know, I, yeah, I think, you know, just like so many people, you know, take a traumatic situation or a, or a bad situation and then teach people, 
something good out of that, I think, yeah, that would be a perfect opportunity to utilize this type of incident to do the same thing. How else are we going to learn? Exactly. You know, and how else the, you know, there's so many people that, that have the, have it inside of them, the want to do it, but never have acted on it. And here might be the, the linchpin that sways them one direction or the other. Right. It you might know. be the it might be the 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 nudge in the right direction that's like, yeah, I don't want to risk all that. Like, right. I'm, oh, I'm I gonna... see myself getting this way. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. I've noticed those same types of things happening recently. All right. So I'm, oh, okay. So I need to freaking like like keep an eye on that. You know. Right. You know, or seek help or whatever. Start talking to people. Vent whatever it was. You know, cut down hours. Whatever it might be right. to solve that deterioration. Yeah. I, all good points. Again, I, I, I'm not, I didn't bring this up to, you know, bash the guy, bash the department, you know, bash the situation. I brought it up to see where we were going to take it because, you know, I, I script a lot of episodes to the point, like, you know, everyone knows me. I'm the timekeeper. We keep on task. This one, I had the article in front of me. That was my plan. I had no clue what was going to be said or where this was going to go. Um, I was, I was wondering where you guys were in your opinions. Um, and, uh, I'm actually kind of surprised at, I didn't get a slightly different reaction from you, Gerard. However, uh, you know, I, it's kind of consistent with what you guys, uh, what I thought you guys would say. Um, I was just waiting for the, oh, damn, beat him, beat him, beat him from Gerard initially. But <laughs> Oh, no, when I, when I was watching the video, I was like, you heard, I don't know if you heard me, but I was watching the video. I was like, damn, shit. <laughs> Boom, bitch. You know, fucking, I, was, I was enjoying the beat down thoroughly. I mean, uh, it's, it's, you know. Um, was he right in doing it? No, no. of course not. <laughs> but it's but, I mean. It's always you know, funny I mean, you watching someone that, get that, was, that was a clear example of fuck around and find out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so with that, guys, I will say uh, goodbye. Thank you for listening, and uh, we will see you on the uh, next episode, which hopefully we'll uh, be able to record fairly shortly, and hopefully, maybe, yeah. maybe before Christmas and New Year's, we'll be slightly we caught up. Try. Yeah, um, I doubt we will make the, you know, January 1st episode on January 1st, but we are certainly going to, you know, try. We're, we are certainly going to try. So my Tennessee vacation right in the middle of December really screwed <laughs> things up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, okay, you know, take a vacation. I know, right? right? It was, it was really nice though. It was really, Word really nice. Gotten. So I, and I apologize to you, Gerard, because I think I made you feel really bad that I wasn't moving down there. For real, dude. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm in Tennessee. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought y'all hated the South. Oh, no, no. We were going to move down. He's like, no, when I was thinking about moving down here, I was like, wait, 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 hold on. So you're moving down here? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, no. We, I thought about it at one time, and then we just kind of nixed the idea. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yep. I would like you to know, Gerard, that in the beginning of the last episode that we recorded, I was telling Turek that I had finally convinced Corey that we don't, we no longer need to stay in New York. And I was like, where would you want to go? He goes, well, let's go down and see Gerard. 
Oh fuck yeah. Yep. Come yep. on down. We got, down there. we got we got the spare rooms. We're we're plenty of room, you know, see what it's like if you if if it if it if it suits you. I just hey, need they're, you to they're, they're hurting for nurses. Bad. Everywhere I, is. Come on. I will I will I will honestly say something though, Gerard, on record. Mm. Okay. Oh, before we get into any more today, let me just give some soft restraint donuts. Oh. <laughs> All right, now we're clear. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you'd like more information on the podcast or to send us a call to review, visit medicmaterials.com forward slash podcast. To learn more information, like us on Facebook at Medic Materials EDU or watch our weekly instructional videos on the Medic Materials YouTube channel.